It seems abstract, but it's not. It looks like a painting, but it's photography. It's looked like abstract, but it's landscape photography. From New York to San Francisco, Houston to Chicago, the residents of Villa Albertine have traversed the United States. Here, they look back on their journeys into the arts and ideas. Their visits were supported by Villa Albertine, which has connected French talents and the American cultural scene since 2021. Come and join me as we meet some of the artists and thinkers shaping the culture of tomorrow. I'm Rachel Donadio, and you're listening to Coast to Coast, a podcast series produced by Villa Albertine and Paradiso Media. Our guest today, Nicolas Floch. Nicolas Floch is a photographer and artist whose work explores oceans and rivers. As a resident of Villa Albertine, he traveled around the Mississippi River Delta, taking underwater photographs of the water column. Here, he tells us about his time on the Mississippi and how sediments in the water tell the story of its geography and anthropology, its cultural and environmental history. Nicolas, it's very nice to have a chance to talk to you today about your residency at Villa Albertine in New Orleans. The Mississippi River is such an important river in terms of geography, also in the imagination in the United States and around the world. It has such great symbolic value. What drew you to the Mississippi? I would say that I came to the Mississippi through the ocean. It's a full watershed. So for me, it was to give an image of the river within the cycle of water. And your project was essentially to travel around by boat in the Mississippi Delta, and you take photographs of the water, of the qualities of the water, of the sediments in the water. Tell us a little bit about your process on this journey. I took picture in what we call the water column. The water column, it's a space between the surface and the bottom. And it's all this space, this water space. The final product is sometimes a wall of photos that look almost like Pantone colors, but each of those colors is water with different sediments that tells a different story. It's not like a Pantone, but it's a geographical organization. It's really impressive, the Mississippi entering in the ocean, because you have the full chromatic cycle. And with the same organization, with what is totally incredible, because geographically, you have this mineral entering in contact with the living element and going to the blue more away in the sea. And we, we have this red to orange to yellow to green and then to blue. Tell us about the process. Did you get up very early in the morning and put on rubber boots and get in a boat? How did you take the camera into the water? We were going sometimes far or in the ocean or in the bayou or in different areas. So we started like five, six in the morning and being all day on the boat and it was an open boat. I have the camera in housing and I was diving at the origin when I did the first picture of the color of water, but I don't need to dive and I'm more precise from the boat because I take 
picture at different depths, like every 10 meters, for example, in ocean, but it can be every 10 or 20 centimeters when I'm in a river because the light falls very quickly. You've also done a project in the Rhone River in France. Can you compare the Rhone and the Mississippi? What was the feeling of those places? There is many similarities because there is two delta with two industrial areas in the delta, important. But the difference with the Rhone, which is very interesting for me, it's also a very artificialized river, like in Mississippi. When I was in the U.S., And seeing all this landscape, I was really impressed by the general artificialization of Middle Territory, of all the agriculture industries that you can find in the Middle. And this was always in contrast with territory which has been cut from this process. The Mississippi is a vehicle of trade, of commerce, of industrial development, and therefore it must also tell a story of environmental damage and pollution. Did you see that in your work? Obviously, all the activity which are existing on Earth. And for a river, it's the same. It's not what is happening in the river directly itself. It means that a field in the middle of Kansas It's linked totally to the Gulf of Mexico. An industry in the middle of North Dakota will be, in the same way, totally linked to the Gulf of Mexico, which means that all the things you do in the city of Chicago, anywhere, finish in the Gulf of Mexico. What about the people that you met in your journey around the Mississippi Delta? What kinds of peoples, Native Americans, local people, what, who did you encounter? I would say that was not really the point to meet the people because I had no time in a way. Because what I did, I could have done it during 20 years. I did it in a few months, which was totally mad. I will say it was more to be in relation with the territory, with the natural landscape, and obviously the activity. I met the humans through the activities, through the human activity that I could observe in the territory. It's all that together because it's part of the same territory linked by the river. So you're also an underwater landscape photographer. Yeah, but in this case, the color of the water, it's underwater landscape photography. It seems abstract, but it's not. It looks like a painting, but it's photography. It's looked like abstract, but it's landscape photography. When you take a photograph and the water is yellow or green or red or blue, can you tell us a little bit about what each color means? Each kind of color will be specific and linked to a specific environment. But to take some example, if we take... Some picture in the north in Minnesota, Wisconsin, for example, we could have really warm color like sometimes even red or orange, which will be linked to the forest. And because there is a lot of wood, but you can have the same red, for example, in Texas, where it's the rocks with the erosion, you will have all the sediment in the water, and this will give a really red color. For example, we can take uh, also 
a yellow color, which can be a mix of different factors. In the Yellowstone Lake, for example, there is really a yellow color. Yellow can be organic or mineral or a mix of both. It can be sometimes some bacteria also. When you go into the sea, you will have this different gradient going from this very warm color, red, orange, arriving to the yellow when it starts to mix with the salted water. And you will have changing greens, all the green you can imagine when you go into the ocean. When you go deeper, the green becomes more and more intense. At the beginning, it's yellow-green, almost fluorescent yellow-green, and it becomes a totally fluorescent green. And after fluorescent darker green and blue-green, and when you arrive far away in the Gulf of Mexico, it's only blue. How would you say that your experience working on the Mississippi Delta as part of your Villa Albertine residency has affected your artistic practice? I think every strong experience affects your artistic practice. And obviously, a project like the one that I made with the Villa Albertine is a very specific one, and it's obviously affected and will affect a lot my work and the visions that I can have of many things. I try to work as much as I can in France or in territory which are not far because I think that it's more relevant today. But also you need to put your work in perspective with other territory. And there is a dynamic between the different territory and you can't anyway cut a territory from the rest of the earth. So you need at some point to put in perspective your work with other territories. Winter retains some of the water in the mountain with the snow or in the territory at the spring. All that flows, interact with the earth, go to the rivers, to the ocean, when it arrives to the ocean, all the Alps are an old sea. And they are made of living marine elements who, by sedimentation, form part of these rocks. And this old bottom of the sea now feeds against the ocean. And we are human. We are just in this part of this cycle, but part as our bones are our body, so we are in the same cycle. Nothing like thinking about the geological history of the Earth to put things in perspective. It's nice to see the world with other scales and human time also. Nicola, did you work with anyone in particular on this journey? I passed time with Richard Blank in the Mississippi Delta, Richie was my guide. He has a boat and he brings me to the bayou, to the swamp, to the Mississippi Delta, and we were a few weeks together. Richie is a guide for tours, 
in the Delta, but he works a lot with scientists, with artists, with different people to help them in the exploration of the Delta, and he helped many people to understand also this area. Yeah. So the next stage of the project is to just show the photographs you took in the Mississippi in the United States. Obviously, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Coast to Coast, a podcast series produced by Villa Albertine and Paradiso Media and hosted by Rachel Donadio. If you want to learn more about the residents of Villa Albertine, listen to it wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our channel, States. And if you liked it, leave a rating and spread the word. You can also follow us on social media and click on the link in the description of the episode. 